Before we begin, a few warnings. Our discussion may contain spoilers of all seven previous seasons of Game of Thrones and the wider Song of Ice and Fire canon. Like the series, our discussion may contain adult language and content. Hello and welcome! You're listening to yet another Game of Thrones podcast where four fans who are in way too deep discuss their predictions for the eighth and final season of Game of Thrones. We are recording this just hours before the season eight premiere to lock in our fantasy selections and make our final predictions before the long-awaited season eight, episode one. First, we'd like to start with some introductions. We'll share our name, our experience with the series, and how we prepared for the final season. So I will start. My name is Alex Welch. There are two of us. I am a book reader. I've read the full series of books several years ago. And of course, an avid fan of the TV show. I think I started the TV show in 2013 and I ended up getting caught up sometime in the middle of season four. So since then I've been live, I've done a little bit of rewatching since then. And then I have a little bit of knowledge of the wider canon from the internet, though I have not read the full, you know, Targar Targaryen book or any of that. Um, I've been prepping for the final season by listening to way too many podcasts. I'm a big fan of Binge Mode. I've also listened to Vanity Fair's Still Watching podcast that has recapped some of their favorite episodes. And though I haven't done a comprehensive rewatch of the series moving into season eight, that's definitely helped me kind of prep and remember where all the all the players are on the board and where we left off going into this next season. Hi, I'm Nick. Um, there's only one of me. So um, I started the series when it premiered in 2011 um, by showing the first episode to my roommates who were uninterested. And so then I stopped and I waited until 2013 when I began reading all of the books in preparation for starting the whole series. So I went into season one of the series after episode one, um, having read all five books at the time. That sort of primed me for the whole show experience. Um, and since then, I've seen every episode of the show. And for the first three seasons, I've seen them multiple times. In preparation for season eight, I tried to convince everyone I know to start watching the show so that they could also watch season eight. And I failed miserably. Um, and then I spent a lot of time on Reddit and a lot of time on Facebook in Facebook groups. And again, listening to uh, podcasts like Binge Mode uh, and mostly really just Binge Mode um, about Game of Thrones. That's my experience. Um, and that's what I'm bringing to the table. Hello, I am Andrew of House Blattner, the first of my name. And I am... A uh, big Game of Thrones fan, started listening or watching in season two, uh, was caught up in time to watch uh, Blackwater live. It was my first live episode, and uh, so there's only one more episode in season two at that point, and I read all of the books in the interim between the end of season two and the premiere of season three. I'm excited for this. I plan on losing this draft. I have very little preparation done. But uh, the, the night is dark and full of terrors. Let's go. Uh, hi, my name is Alex as well. I am the second of us uh, named Alex. <clears throat> um, 
I started watching the show when it premiered, and I started reading the books concurrently during the first season. Um, and so I, I read the first book to the point where I knew how the first season was going to end before it did, uh, and then read the rest of the books that summer, more or less. I've seen every episode at least twice, uh, read the books twice, um, and I've also been listening to a lot of podcasts, uh, especially Binge Mode, as has been shouted out by everyone else here. Yeah, I'm excited. A lot of binge mode hits mm -hmm. in this room right now. Um, it's really great. It's really, at least for me, really informed my understanding of the series and has been really a delight to uh, binge before the season starts. Uh, next, we'll move into our discussion of the ground rules for our fantasy draft. I think what we've been discussing is essentially, well, is it, it I think we're doing a survival pool picking the most likely to survive and moving on down the list, correct? I, I think that that might be a matter of strategy, Alex, um, because <laughs> I think that you can take uh, characters with low odds of survival with the in the entrance of um, having them get a lot of on-screen deaths because another one of the rules that we are including is a plus one for every character that is killed by that character. Okay. But uh, let, let me read you what I have for the rules that I wrote down. Uh, plus one for every episode character appears in and survives. So if uh, Tyrion appears in episode one and makes it through, that's plus one point. Um, plus two for surviving season eight. That's in addition to like see the, the sixth episode or whatever other bonus you could get for each episode. That's just at the end. Um, and plus one for every kill of another character drafted that can be attributed to your character. That's probably not the best way to phrase it. We know what you mean, though. Yes. Okay. And then I also have dragon kills cannot be attributed to humans. Dire, uh, dire wolves can be drafted. Uh, white kills of whites do not count. Uh, only one character can get credit for a kill, and you just have to... If, if, it, if it comes up, we'll just have to make a judgment call for who is most mm -hmm. responsible. And uh, warg kills do not count if okay. Bran is warging through a dragon or a Hodor. I am on board. I think it sounds like we're ready to move into our actual draft. Here you said you were comfortable with keeping track of who selected who. Yes. Great. Based on the order that we determined via random number generator before we started the pod, I have the first pick. And we should say this is going to be a snake draft format, um, and I will die on this hill. The snake draft is always the best draft format. So okay. Do you want to explain quickly what snake draft means? Um, I don't, because it. they should know, but I will anyway. <laughs> um, a snake draft is like if you've ever played Settlers of Catan, um, it's how you uh, you you start with you 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 are, you determine the order in which people are going to play, and then the the person at the end of the draft order goes again. So they so in this particular situation, we've got we're going Alex, Alex, Andy, Nick, and then I will go a second time. And Nick, then can I, can I interrupt you here? No, a, a snake draft is when you go one two three four four three two one instead of one two three four one two three four. No idea what this has to do with Catan, but I love. Okay. 
place your pounds. That's how you do it in Japan. Right? It's true, but that's no, yeah, that's a whole unnecessary layer of um, context. I don't know if that's true in Game of Thrones, Katan. I've never played. That's true. This is another issue that we would have to confront. So um, <laughs> hold on, let's pause the contest. Go go buy Game of Thrones, Katan, and consult the rules. We have to know this right now. Okay. Great. We're back, without, and it is a snake draft in Game of Thrones, Katan. Without further ado. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast sponsored by Game of Thrones Catan. I believe. I believe. I believe it is a Game of Thrones Catan, meaning it is not licensed or affiliated with the HBO show. I saw it in Target once. Also sponsored by Target. Great. Without further ado, with the first pick in our Game of Thrones fantasy draft. I select Samwell Tarly. I know it's it's a cheap it's a cheap bet. I don't think Sam is going to be really racking up the kills uh, this season. However, I think there's a lot of fan speculation that's the series will end in some way with Sam uh, sitting down to actually pen a song of ice and fire because um, so much in the series have been kind of reflecting Sam as as George R R Martin's way of kind of inserting himself into his story, and I think that. Um, that kind of ending is definitely something I would, um, you know, be willing to bet on. And purely for survival purposes, I think that um, this was a no-brainer choice for me, personally. Uh, <laughs> number one on my board as well. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yes, I think least likely to die, probably. Of course, I might have said the same thing about Hodor. Once upon a time, Rip Hodor. Uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah, I think... Sam probably survives, and I think maybe, you know, he's Sam the Slayer. He's maybe more likely to rack up a kill than we than we would normally think. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Sam was definitely going to be my first choice, and I stupidly told that to Andy last night in the Sunfresh parking lot, and I shouldn't have given away my secret because he clearly leaked it to Alex. This podcast, this podcast also you. brought to you by Sunfresh. by Sunfresh. Thank you. <laughs> Got to get those ad dollars, guys. Uh, um, Fantastic. All right, now it's Alex's turn. Uh, yes, Alex. Uh, Wait a second, Alex just picked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I will select uh, Tyrion Lannister. Oh, I think uh, he's the most likely of the major major characters to survive. Um, I I think similar to Sam, I think he probably has a role to play in shaping the world of Westeros after the events of the series has concluded, and I'm pretty sure he'll appear in every episode and may mm -hmm. get a few kills. He spent so much time over the series just building this wisdom about how to effectively govern and spending time with these various rulers originally, you know, under um, his family, Robert, Joffrey, then Tommen, and then ultimately um, ending up with Danny. and now he's going to get some more time with John. I think he's more than maybe any other character, amassed such a wide range of knowledge about how to rule and how not to rule. I think it would be so interesting to see him survive and um, and just get to really shape the world using that knowledge. I, I also think that it's worth mentioning that while a lot of people think that Tyrion might fulfill Cersei's Valonqar prophecy, um, that at least for me, I'm I still strongly believe that Jamie is going to be the one, even though Cersei herself thinks it's going to be Tyrion. I will say that in the book. 
I would not have drafted him because I am insistent that he's going to die of a severe sinus infection. However, because he still has his nose in the TV show, I think that might be off the table. How do you keep the germs out of there? I don't know that you can. Probably drink a lot of Airborne. Again, this podcast sponsored by Airborne. I feel like Tyrion will do what's right for the realm and do something that could make somebody really mad and might not survive. Um, But I think he's a lock to at least survive several episodes, and I think he could end up killing a major character. Uh, We'll have to see. Uh, That puts me on the clock, and I really have two things I'm considering here. I'm going to go with John Aegon VI, Targaryen Snow, the rightful ruler of Westeros, and uh, a man who I think is going to rack up some kills. He might die. I think um, I just want to root for John. This is not a real strategy pick. This is I'm just a big fan of John, and I'm taking Jon Snow. He's got great hair. Great choice. This I mean, I think there, you can talk about uh, you know whether or not he makes it to the end or not. Um, but I think somebody can agree this show's about Jon Snow. It's about other people too, but um, he's clearly like one of you know, if not the most prominent character uh, with what they're trying to say about him. There's no way he goes early if he goes, you know. So I think, and certainly the kill count is a great choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go, and I'm going to pick, um, in part because I believe this character is going to survive the series, um, but also because I think they're going to get some pretty major kill counts because that's literally what they're designed for, and that's going to be Arya Stark. Oh, man, I should have gone Arya. Uh, I maybe I could get her with my second pick. I insist that she will survive the whole series. Not only that, but I think that we've got some possibility for her killing Cersei. Um, I also do think that there's some possibility that she kills the Hound, um, even though I think that like they are am- amiable. Um, but I could totally see a return to the put me out of my misery scene and her giving him some sort of killing blow or something to prevent him from becoming a white. I mean, there are lots of other options on there. Um, Arya loves killing people, so I definitely think that there is going to be some possibility there. Um, my next person who I am going to choose for longevity's sake is Varys the Spider, in part because he's my favorite character in the series, um, but also because uh, I think that he's very good at surviving, and um, I think that uh, he will, he's up there with the Tyrion figure where he has a lot of stuff to offer. I think that he, he's going to try to stick it out as long to see that the that the realm is taken care of because someone has to. Now, I will point out that there is a specific prophecy on the show uh, in which Melisandre prophesied that he would die in Westeros. Now, he could die a yeah, long time from now. I, just, I don't plan mm-hmm. on, I don't see any reason that he would leave Westeros from now till the end of that's true. time. That's true. So that's it like, would just seem like a weird thing to put in the show if he wasn't, if he wasn't going to gonna die. die. Well, I'm with you there. I probably... Melisandre did also prophesy that the that Stannis Baratheon would be Azor Ahai, and that cost us one Shireen Baratheon. So I don't know that I'm putting a lot of stake in the in the Red Woman. I mean, she said the snows were going to clear up, and they did. Okay, she, um, she melted the snow with her big big fire. I, I love the Arya pick. I think there's a good chance she kills Melisandre. I mean, she's on the list too. That's there's, true. That's true. I, I don't know what what the heck the fuck's happening with Ilan Payne. We we don't know. Um, uh, but it's my pick again, mm. and give me a Jamie Lannister. The Kingslayer. I'm rooting for for uh, this 
this character as well, and I think he has a chance to get some kills. He will probably die, but I don't care. Yeah. I think he will probably die, but I think he will probably get at least one kill of uh, another character, namely uh, Cersei. And I don't think he goes early. No. He could, but I wouldn't think so, yeah. I, I think he survives the Battle of, Winter, Battle of Winterfell. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, so it is my pick in the second round, and I am going to select Sansa Stark, Lady of Winterfell. I think she survives the series. The main thing, I, she's had such an impressive arc of character development over the seven seasons, and I think it's just setting her up to know how to rule in this world, and I think it'd be really bad if they killed her and wasted all that. Any thoughts on that? Um, I do think that her survival um, is kind of at odds with Daenerys uh, because I think that um, her being trained, I mean, we, trained is a generous way to call it, but her her having grown up around the Lannisters and the Starks and kind of the Tullys and um, Littlefinger uh, really sort of emphasizes this old, this old guard way of thinking that is at odds with the philosophy of breaking the wheel. Um, so if there is a throne at the end, I definitely think that Sansa stands a good chance of being someone who's in charge of it. Um, if there's not a throne because Danny finally does break the wheel, then I think that there's a possibility that Sansa kind of has to go. Um, so uh, and, and and so I do think there is a possibility for that. Yeah, I just I you know Sansa's been through so much. I'll I'll stand. Sansa until the day I die. I just, I do think that that would be an extremely rewarding end for her character arc. Definitely a, a, a pat ending, maybe a little too pat for Game of Thrones, but um, as for things that I just would enjoy seeing happening, um, and that would be rewarding from a writing perspective and from a character perspective, would love to see her survive till the end and have if not ultimate ruler status, um, some kind of power where she's taken that agency for herself when it's so many people in the series have sought to take it away. Yep. That brings it back around to me. With my second round pick, I am going to take Bran Stark. He's, you know, we've determined he's the three-eyed raven. Some feel he's the Night King. I personally think that's a load of bunk, but I think regardless, as a three-eyed raven, I think he, there's reasons for him to survive because he's kind of this, this, gosh, this otherworldly figure that's just not even operating on the same plane of, of thought as the rest of the characters. And I think for that reason, I think that gives him a chance to survive. Um, maybe that, you know, the, I guess the other side of that sword and where this may get me is if part of the Night King's goal, we know so little about his motivations, but if his goal is to destroy the Three-Eyed Raven or something along those lines, then that may come to bite me in the butt. But I do think he'll make it pretty far if he is part of this Night King's endgame. I think that gives him some kind of safety through most of the series, even if he dies. I think he's such, he's ascended to such a powerful, magical force in the time and space of this universe that it would just seem kind of weird if he just, like, died a normal 
mortal death. <laughs> like maybe he'll blend into a tree or something mm -hmm. and uh, set up shop as the three-eyed raven uh, going forward in the future. Yeah. I'll take Daenerys. I, I, I will say, I'll be the first to say, I don't think she's surviving this series, but it's a song of ice and fire. She's the, perhaps the titular fire. I think oh. she survives pretty far. Um, there's a lot of speculation about Danny dying. Um, I, I hear a lot about thinking that she will die in childbirth somehow, um, giving birth to her and John's baby. I think that's interesting. I think she could die on the battlefield, though I think that would be a really interesting end to her arc. But um, regardless, she's an important character. I think she survives pretty well into the series, and I think it's worth the points. She doesn't get kills with the dragon fire, but I just think based on her level of importance, I'm willing to, um, you know, bet that she'll make it through several episodes. Well, I think this is a really good pick. Um, one thing I'll throw out there is, you know, she doesn't get kills with dragon fire. But she got a whole bunch of kills in, uh, you know, Vias Dothrak with regular fire. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, that's always a possibility. Uh, using her unburnt property, um, mm -hmm. flame retardant skills to take down some people uh, could very well happen. She should really add Asbestos Queen to we her list of titles. We don't know if she is totally a wildfire retardant yet. That's something we might figure out <laughs> as she gets to King's Landing, but... I'm uh, curious to find find that out. I'm back on the clock, people. Rejoice! No, it's uh, it's my turn. Oh, I'm not. Oh, I'm no. not on the clock. It's do not, still Alex's do not turn. Rejoice, Alex, with four <laughs> picks in a row. This is so fair. Yeah, boy, it really, really, uh, really an upset that Daenerys Targaryen lasted to the third round. Um, but I will go with Cersei Lannister. Definitely 100% gonna die, but she'll probably play a prominent role until she does. Until she succumbs to the cold gold hands of the Valonqar prophecy. And she'll probably like kill and poison some people on the way there. Mm -hmm. Very well happened. Uh, my team is entirely Lannister, Cersei Tyrion and Sansa by marriage. There you go. I will uh, take another one of my favorite characters with my pick. I'm going uh, Sandor the Hound again. Okay. Um, I believe he's going to get at least one kill. Okay. Uh, I believe it will probably be his brother. Um, he's definitely capable of getting more kills than that, but that one kind of feels like it's in the bag. So you think that he wins Clegane Absolutely, Sandor's going to win Clegane Do you think he wins Clegane there's, there's a small chance that, like, we we have something happen where, like, Arya helps him win Clegane so I don't know if he gets the kill or Arya gets the kill. Mm -hmm. um, I could see something like that, but I... I the way they, like, maybe they're just teasing the fans, but the way at the end of season seven, he, like, pretty much told uh, Bob Strong, mm -hmm. I'm coming for you, bitch. Yep. Can they just uh, give us this one thing? Right. Can they just give us fucking cookies? Get high? Please. Um, I'm going to go with a hedge here, and I'm going to draft first Yara Greyjoy, and then I'm also going to draft Euron Joy. I do wish I could have Euron. Euron um, feels like he will kill someone. So here's what's going to happen. Yeah. is Euron's not good for anything except for killing other people. So he's definitely going to do that or he's going to try, die trying. And if he does die trying, I bet it's going to be his niece who kills him. So I think that by drafting these two characters, I'm really, I'm really covering a lot of bases. Someone has to rule the Iron Islands, which is unfortunate because it's a shitty place to live. But... Uh, 
Unless you want Theon in charge, and I don't think anyone's going to let that happen. So. I find that, I think it's an interesting pick. I definitely, I think there's a good chance Euron does get some kills in. I'm also hearing whispers across the internet that many people feel Euron will be one of the, one of the first, if not the first, death in the, the new season. So I'm interested to see um, if that comes true. I don't know that I saw a ton of evidence. This may have just been some blind prediction. I don't think that we see him until the second half. I don't know that we're going to really get a lot of the sort of like in-realm infighting until after we deal with the Night King. Plus he's sailing across the world. And as we all know, that takes uh, many episodes. To or from one place to or not half of one at all. Yeah. To go back and forth. Um, they should just so, have a bunch of Gendry's running for them, like so on the, the boat true. on Gendry's shoulders. This is a really Brilliant. interesting pick, just because we Euron's like a big X factor. He could come back to King's Landing and try and take it over himself. He could do lots of different things. Um, uh, so I'm back on the board clock here. Um, we're running out of characters that I think of as uh, characters that will survive and could kill people. Mm -hmm. There's really one of those left, and so I'm going to take Bronn. Mm. Uh, Sir Bronn of the Blackwater. Uh, I, there's a chance he just, like, doesn't show up in very many episodes of the season. I'm hoping he's in all of them. I, I, I see him as a survivor that could get a kill. He's, he's deadly. He's, he's fun. People don't want Bronn to die. He will probably die. I don't know. This is, um, tangential, but I think that there's time for us to discuss it, and if not, then we can cut it. But, um... How much do you think his role in the shows is accurate to his ro role in what will be the books um, because of the contractual issues between uh, Lena Headey and uh, I don't remember his actor's name? Um, I, no, I think he has a bigger role on, the, role on the show than he will in the books. Okay. I think he's a fun character, but I don't think he has a lot of import to him. Yeah, that's fair. Who knows if they even intended for him to be big, but they got a great actor. I think that he's mm. really been a great Star, I think so too. Maybe they gave him a little bit more to do just because Jerome Flynn gave such a delightful. Jerome Flynn, there you is go. it Jerome Flynn? I thought Jerome Flynn yeah. was the Hound. I no, I no, get that. That's Roy McCann. Yeah, there you go. He's on my team too. No, <laughs> gosh, I'm looking at my list and I just see a lot of uh, a lot of goners there. Uh, <laughs> so I will pick someone who I do not think will die, which is Gilly, named after the Gilly Flower. Because uh, the show wouldn't do that, right? They wouldn't kill a, a character that's all uh, uh, innocent and sweet and just a, just a ray of sunshine. So everything I've watched about the show makes me think that she is 100% safe. Here's for the chaplain. I think, oh gosh, she's great. And I already am cringing thinking about Sam having to survive through the series and not have her at the end. But, um, you know, we can dream. I believe that brings it back to me. Um, I'm going to move to a pick that I'm almost, I could not be more certain this person will die throughout the series. I'm going to pick Brienne of Tar. I think just for the kill count calculus, I think she will, um, she's got to go, I think, for Jamie's arc. I think she's got to go. Uh, I think she's going to kick some ass before she does. Um, I'm hearing, uh, you know, again, perhaps the internet. I, uh, I you make me paranoid when you say that because I, I don't want to know any spoilery. No, things. it's not leaks, but speculation that okay. what the final straw that leads Jamie to kill Cersei. If we do think that Jamie is the Valon card that will kill Cersei, is that something happens to Brienne due to Cersei? Perhaps she falls in the Battle of Winterfell. That would not have happened if they had had support from Cersei, or 
something along those lines that he kind of puts her death on him or on Cersei. And that's really the last straw that you think a lot of things that have already happened would be the last straw. Seems he's been cool with everything so far, but I don't think he could live that down. So I, I do think Brienne's she's going to go, but I do think, um, you know, she'll, she'll certainly show up in every episode until she does. And I think she'll kick some ass. I think that if Brienne lives, she lives to establish the new Queen's guard. If there's going to be, or King's guard, if there's going to be one, um, so I love the idea of Brienne bringing feminism to Westeros and introducing gender equality and gender parity in knighthood. Oh, I so. love it too. I don't think they're going to do that, but I do love it and I like to think about it very often. Love Brienne. Um, with my next pick, I'm going to grab... I'll grab Grey Worm. Again, I don't think he's uh, one of the more important characters on the show. I think, he appe- I think he'll appear uh, probably in every episode until he dies. Um, and again, I think he is going to um, really do some damage um, when he does. Um, maybe he goes early and then I'm screwed. But <laughs> um, but I like Grey Worm. I think he'll um, you know at least get a couple kills in, even if he goes early. I think he's definitely going to die. I would almost put probably money. not be around very long. I would almost put money on him being the first major death of the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I... <laughs> There's a bunch of people at the wall that just got knocked down. Yeah, but they made it, presumably made it out of uh, that episode. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Back to me. Um, uh, real quick, what round are we on? We are on the fifth round. And we're planning to do eight, is that right? Uh-huh. Okay. Since there's less to talk about, the further down we get. Um... I will take Gendry, who the show reintroduced last season uh, for the first time in a while, and he is the bastard son of Robert Baratheon. There are basically zero Baratheons left, so I think by reintroducing him this late in the game, they probably intended him to play some role in the uh, affairs of the realm. In the end game, so I think Valyrian steel puzzle. He can run really fast. Um, fast runner. The whites are gonna try and kill him. He's just gonna run quickly through snow. Because he doesn't do that. Are the best if, he needs to, if he needs to get away, he can row. So. Um, diverse skill sets. Uh, I like the pick. Speaking of rowing, uh, I'm back on the clock and I'm taking Sir Davos Seaworth. Good pick. Good pick. The man with the fermented crab is in the house. Um, I like Davos. I think he's more or less... Uh, I'm a little bit, like, uh, by picking John here, like, I feel like Davos kind of goes as far as John can take him, as he's kind of hitched himself to the John wagon. I'm, Which I'm, is weird, I already, way. I'm already, like, yeah, where's the little, like, I don't know. Someone that also hitches off the John wagon is Daenerys Targaryen. hey Um, so, uh, I'm taking Davos just because, uh, I think he's great. And I am excited for him to be in the show more, and I think so are the writers. So maybe he will survive. Indeed. I have no. He's, he's a survivor. He's made it this far. All of my people are like up north, which is not <laughs> good. You, you, uh, uh, uh if, Sandor. If the bad guys win up north, that's that's not. If great. the bad guys win up north, everyone loses. So we're. Uh, Andy, your entire team is uh, made up of characters that have uh, 
seemingly died to various different degrees, and they just keep popping back up. So you've got a team of plucky I'm survivors. A survivor. I like I'm not gonna give yeah, up. I mean, Davos, Davos blew up in the wildfire. The Blackwater popped back up on a rock. Uh, Bronn uh, nearly got incinerated by Dragonfire, so did Jamie Lannister. They just hopped in a really yeah, deep river. With and armor fine. on and yeah. swim. Sandor was left to die by Arya and uh, came back. And, and John literally died. Yep. So yeah, yeah, that's my team. Yeah. Um, I am going to go with someone I think is going to get me lots of survival points, and that is uh, Miss Andy, um, who I believe will survive the series, um, because she is the one person alive that knows how to please a eunuch, and she has to bring that valuable knowledge to four. I will say that, yeah, I, uh, I do not think both Grey Worm and Missandei are going to die because um, when one dies, we need the other one around to register the grief because otherwise no one really cares about Actually, them, let's be honest. That was really problematic of me to reduce a female character exclusively to her pleasuring of a man. Missandei is an invaluable counselor that Daenerys like, trusts probably more than any of the other people around her. And she is awesome. And um, I think that if Daenerys survives the series, that uh, Daenerys will be lost without her, her trusted advisor. Um, my next person that I'm gonna draft, because I also think that he survives the whole show, is gonna be Podrick Payne. He's such a good squire. He's just he's just a, such a good squire. And he's just gotta keep on squiring. And he's gonna make a woman very, very happy. Already has, multiple times over, so. It seems to be the common theme in your last two picks. Uh, providing of pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just yeah, call that's me. That's what you want to go with. Call right. me the little finger of Mission Kansas. Um, Delightful. <laughs> um, shade. Uh, let's let's see here. I am back on the clock here. Um, and you know I'm worried that you know if anybody who was worried about. Uh, equity in, in hiring, looked at my team, and saw I didn't have any uh, female members of my team that could that could come back down on me bad, and as we've got an HR professional here, I think I need a woman, so I'm going to take Leanna Mormont ah, here. Damn it. Uh, I believe that she is adorable, and people would riot if they killed her, so That's they're not going to kill her. Absolutely true. If they kill her, we are calling off this draft and taking to the streets. I swear to God, we are if we get riot. a white Lady Mormont, Scene, I will set myself on fire. Um, she has to survive because who else is going to be in charge of Bear Island? You're, you're, because Jorah's going to die. Jorah probably Jorah's die. definitely going to die. Jorah has to die. <laughs> I will uh, go with an esteemed knight, Gregor Clegane. Mm. Uh, I think he's going to rack up a lot of kills uh, in his service to his uh, rightful queen. And that's all I have to say about that. With my pick, I'd like to. Um, <laughs> sorry. What? No, no. I thought there would be some shade there, but that's fine. On the I, mountain? I uh, think he'll kill a lot. Of I mean, guys. he's he's good he's at killing people. He's good at killing people. I I suspect that he will probably die. Uh, yeah, but um, I think that he, he goes at least three episodes before dying. So. Oh. Um, okay, so with my pick, I will go with uh, Tormund Giant's Bane. This is a definitely a gamble because he is one of the people who is at. I believe he was at the wall, which is currently being mm -hmm. um, shredded by a oh, blue eyes white dragon fire. Um, <laughs> but I 
do think, I want to say that there's been, I feel like there was maybe a shot, I haven't watched like that last episode, but I feel like there was a shot of him making it away and maybe with a couple other folks, or maybe there was a promotional material that showed them getting away from this wall while it's falling. So um, I'm willing to take that chance. If he dies in the first episode, then um, might be a, a wasted pick, but I do think that if he does survive, he'll kick some ass, he'll rack those, rack up those kicks. So. He's, yeah, I've, uh, I've impressed he's made it this far, but uh, this long, including North of the Wall, where last episode, last season, where I thought he was a for sure goner, along with several other characters on this list, actually. Uh, yeah, and he's the only real wild exactly. character. Well, so yeah, yeah, so he could, left, he could stick around to, yeah, that's true. He's really the voice of the wildlings in the show. We really mm -hmm. don't, I mean, we have faceless, nameless wildlings in, in Jon Snow's army, but when it comes from that uh, perspective, I think he provides kind of a different a different role on the show. So I, I mean, I certainly think he'll be pictured in every episode until he dies. I'm thinking Sheila survives. Or Sheila I think she died Sheila, long ago. Sheila the bear is long dead. I'm There's, not sure about bear's lifespan. Like, Forty you mean, years you mean ish. Mormont, She's the lady of Bear Island. Yes. that he fucked to produce the sweet Anna. Lena Mormont is Torma's daughter. Don't at yes. me. Oh, I might at you on that. That's that's, that's kind of my favorite tinfoil hat theory for sure. Definitely my favorite tinfoil hat. Why theory. would you talk about it so much? It's great. I'm uh, sorry, if I had sex with a bear, I think I would probably talk about it a lot. Bear. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do I have another pick? Yes. I do. Okay, great. Um, I'll go with the first and maybe the only non-human pick. I'm going to take Ghost. Protect I think Ghost will kill some people. Um, I don't think Ghost survives. I think, um, given the, um... Unfortunate, I think, but uh, given the the last hero mythology where um, he must, you know, his his men die, his horse dies, finally his dog dies. I think when you kind of try to fit John into that mythos, then um, that doesn't look great for ghosts. John's dog is Rhaegar. Or what? Wait, Rhaegar. 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 There it is. John's Wait, dog is Rhaegar. That's my that's my hot take on the Oh, so uh, he'll be right. He'll be riding his his dog Regal and Regal might die. Interesting when he already has a dog, but something else is gonna be the dog. And maybe his real dog survives and I get a bunch of points for ghost. Uh, they, ghost is a wolf. Do we think that dragons are coming either. back after this? Like like now that we're talking and we're not gonna get a chance to talk about them because no one's drafting them, but do you think Regal and Drogal Drogon have babies? Or that would be incest. So that's wrong. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, we we don't know that they have the same dragon parent. No, they actually physiologically, as far as we know, do not. And right? They, they do not look similar. They're different colors. Right. right. So uh -huh. I don't know if that's important. Maybe it's not. And so we know that dragons can change gender as needed. Do we think that? Um, do we think that Viserion and Drogon could have babies? I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, if John and Danny can have a baby. Ice dragon and dragon. So this gets huh? on. Is he dead? So hold hold on. on. Is he dead, though? No, hold on. Uh, is not is a is a white walker. We don't know white, that. Right? That is, I, no, that's debatable. The know. season seven script does say something to the effect of, it's like what happened, but with a dragon and not a baby. Um, however. But he also was definitely dead. He also is definitely dead. But John is also definitely dead, and people think that he 
he got it on with Danny. So I don't know whether or not Quickly. the Lord of Lights, whether or not the Lord of Lights resurrection magic gives your seed uh, fertility again. Um, but I do think that if it does work that way for uh, the Lord of Light, that I think that the Great Other's resurrection magic also probably will make you a fertile dragon. So I would love I to. I not factor that into my draft board, but uh, good, with my pick, uh, uh, Andy, are you ready for this? I'm going to take uh, Kyburn. Kyburn, not <laughs> even maester. It's true, he's not even a maester. He's uh, pretty brilliant, though. He's uh, the hand of the queen, and so I think he'll probably be around as long as she is, and even maybe beyond that, because like like Andy's team, he's a survivor. He's like a cockroach. He, he'll pop up again somewhere else, um, making some unholy Frankenstein's monsters uh, elsewhere on the planet. Um and I think he's a good value pick this late. Okay, we're getting into the, the late parts of it. I don't love this character. So far, I've drafted all characters that I love. <laughs> I, I will take uh, Theon Greyjoy here. Ah, um, I wanted to give him a whole Greyjoy. A whole Greyjoy. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think Theon will survive. I think, uh, I don't know, he's, he's going to appear in some episodes. He's got to deal with the whole Yara, Euron situation. Um, maybe he redeems himself. Maybe he dies. But we're late in the draft. Uh, I think he's probably likely to die, but yeah, we're 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 scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I am gonna. I, I do think that I think that Theon really more than anyone else. I think he. I really feel like he has a fifty fifty chance of dying. As far as if you're looking at it purely from a narrative perspective, um, because for him, death isn't necessarily bad. <laughs> like continuing right. to exist in this world as Theon Greyjoy um, is just as much of a punishment. So I think either way, like there could be like a dramatic tension there. So. Um, I definitely think that you could get some really good survival points from that. Um, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to draft Dolorous Ed, um, in part because I love him, but also because I think that he becomes the next uh, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Or actually, he already is. He definitely kind of short-circuited the whole democratic process they established. Right. Uh, they just kind of decided to wing it, but I mean, I guess that's where the Night's Watch is right now as an institution. Assistant to the Lord yeah. He, um, thank you very much for that. <laughs> John um, invoked the 25th Amendment. <laughs> listen, listen. He invoked Article 49. We, we have, we have seen the, we've seen the erosion of norms in Westeros, and I, for one, am going to support whatever candidate can get us back to, uh, you know, just, just maybe even codifying some of them if we need to. Um, interesting that you think that the Night's Watch would continue to exist when ostensibly by the end of this. What? You, they killed them you know, once, and they came back. Point so, and yeah, they did I'm, not break the wheel, did they? Yeah. So um, that brings me to my last pick of this draft. Um, and for my last pick of the draft, I'm gonna go ahead and go with Baby Sam, who I think survives the whole show. Um, and Does he appear in all the episodes. You think Baby Sam's gonna concern. get any kills, Nick? Uh, I think it's possible for Baby Sam. I don't know. I I mean, listen. <laughs> no, I'm not making fun of you. I was asking you a joke question. Oh, I know. I know. I, 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 I didn't have a joke response is the problem. Mm. Um, my comedic timing is off. Uh, anyway, so Baby Sam. Okay. He could get some kills if he is also the Night King, because they are all Craster sons, perhaps. So there you go. It's true. Oh, hell yeah. Although apparently we ruled that out. <laughs> I don't know if we ruled that out specifically Hashtag just for Brandon. Baby Sam is the night king. Yeah. Change my mind. Yeah. Um, that's what it is. 
Uh, real quick question um, about Craster Sons and the White Walkers and how the White Walkers are almost all Craster Sons. At least a lot of them are. Um, we are thinking they're probably some like pretty gnarly looking dudes on the fact that both Craster himself is not super uh, great looking and also he is procreating with his daughter wives. Um, right. So like, is that why the like Night King's lieutenants? I mean, I don't think that they seem particularly ugly. I guess what I'm saying is I think they should be ugly. Just they, they look pretty old by this point. Mm -hmm. So I imagine the Craster's sons and the, and the army of the White Walkers are like young, scrappy up and comers. So do we think that there are still more White Walkers up in the lands of Always of Winter that are just like, like baby White Walker? Well, we know there's at least one baby White Walker. Um, and, like, do we think that they're going to, like, all die? We are running out of characters here, folks. We are. And... Oh, I've still got a bench. I could go for days. Just kidding. I could go for, like, one more round. I could go for, yeah. <laughs> Can I look at your list to make sure I... Okay. No. Okay, fine. I will take Jorah, because I know he's still on the board, and I'm running out of characters I remember... Well, that I think will definitely be in the show. Um, I... All good points. Um... I think he survives a little bit. I think he makes it at least to the Battle of Winterfell. Um, I think Jorah probably dies at the Battle of Winterfell in episode yeah. three or four or whatever it is. But yeah. uh, that's four points. There you um, go. Yeah. Uh, one of the, the four or five characters that was I was 100% prepared to die last season, they went north of the Wall, and somehow they all survived except for Doros of Mir. Uh, I will take, uh, I was hoping it was home for baby Sam, but uh, I got snatched away. Uh, give me Melisandre. I think she is going to pop back up. She'll be in the show, you know. Arya will probably kill her. Um, yeah. Although she could she could only be in one episode of that. But, well, what are you going to do? She has a decent chance of dying first. She has a decent chance of lasting a while. So Night is dark and full of terrors. Yep, it truly is. All right, final two picks of the of the draft. I have just three, one, just one. I have oh, three final people one. left on my list. Um, I have Nymeria. Not gonna, I have not Dario, gonna be this season. and I have Barrett. I don't think that I don't think Daria is going to be in this. They no, but, put him but in a boat. <clears throat> true. But if you pick him and he doesn't appear, I think you would presumably get two points at the end of it for him surviving. I'm not going to pick him. I'm going to pick Barrett Dondarrion because I think he. Again, he's in that group that will die uh, at the wall, or that have been just attacked at the wall. Um, so we might go, but I think we'll maybe get a scene of him. I, think, I feel more gone. confident about him showing up than the other two. So yeah. that's what I'm going to grab for my final pick. Love Barry D. I was very sad to hear that he died in the books. Um, it's true. And for what? But how many for times? Vengeance. Hmm? But how many times? Seven, right? Oh. He came back six, and then the yeah, seventh. Yeah, he did die the seventh time. Mm -hmm. Nobody took Catelyn Stark, you guys. <laughs> Stoneheart, it's not too late. We, uh, We're out of picks. <laughs> it is too late. Yeah. When I found out Lady Stoneheart wasn't going to be in the series, I was devastated. Um, she didn't seem very nice, so I was well, not that's about it. <laughs> she, she seemed kind of mean. That's a very mean thing to say. It's an interesting, like, I think a, a conflict for some of the characters that are still alive that are her loved ones now having to face their mom as kind of a villain, or at least a slightly evil character. Oh, a true monster, I think, in the books. So excited to see in the books how that plays out with, if she does encounter one of her daughters, or uh, perhaps John or Bran. Uh, don't think we're getting it in the show, though. Boy, I just, we're, we're pretty far off from where the books left off. 
so now that we've completed our draft, we can move into a couple closing questions. Okay. So we prepared a couple just fun discussion questions to kind of just chat some general predictions about where we think the show will go in a philosophical sense and in a more specific sense. So the first question we have is um, making the big assumption that the last shot of the last episode will be someone sitting on the Iron Throne. And again, that's an assumption. We'll, we'll discuss that after. But who's in the chair if we do get that money shot? Um, who's sitting in that chair? Um, so we're not talking about who do we think is going to be on the Iron Throne. We're literally talking about final shot of the show is someone on the Iron Throne who's going to be sitting in it. Yes. Um, if that's going to exist, I think it's going to be, it's got to be Daenerys. That, I don't think Daenerys ends up on the Iron Throne. I don't think that Daenerys survives the season. But I do think that if that's going to exist, it has to be Daenerys. So if that specific cinematic feature is going to be in the show. Yeah, I don't, I would not make that assumption that uh, the question well, presupposes, but I will, if, uh, sure, I'll pay, I'll take John, because uh, it is ultimately, I think, his story, um, that is the through line to the entire lore and history and events of the series, um, so yeah, I could see him as the one in charge at the end. He is the rightful heir to the Iron Throne, if that matters anymore. What do you think, Andy? Uh, yeah, I think those two names, and uh, probably I feel like we need to mention Sansa Stark. Just She's become a very uh, strong political player. She's learned a lot from Littlefinger and Cersei and Tyrion, and even, honestly, Ramsay Bolton, maybe. Uh, uh, and... Uh, she is tough and ruthless and prepared and could very easily be uh, sitting on the throne if there is a throne. I think, I think, I, I'm shocked that this was not Andy's answer, but I, I, one thing I think that I would find very interesting is if, if Bran is that person that ends up on the Iron Throne. <laughs> and here's why, here's why. It's not a joke. Because I think more than maybe any character remaining on the show, it would be meaningless to him. He does not care about ruling. He does not care about sitting on the Iron Throne. And I think if what they're what the show's trying to say is it's not about the throne. It was never about the throne. Look who's on this throne because everyone around him is dead or whatever reason. And I mean, I think there could be other stand-ins for Bran. I think Bran is the first one that comes to mind of people who just could not be less concerned about the throne at this point. And why I, I just think that would make for an interesting ending because the show has spent so long subverting these expectations about everyone is concerned about this chair when there's so much else going on. So I do think that would be a fascinating ending. Also, he cannot walk. So if he's going to be in the final shot, he's going to be sitting on some kind of chair. True. Yes. Or like sitting on the ground. I don't know. He can fly. He can fly. He can fly. So that brings us to our next question, because I think what I'm hearing a lot again, you know, around the internet is that, that people think this is going to be the end, that it matters who's who's on the throne at the end. But what do you think the Iron Throne will actually mean by the end of the series, if it even exists at all? I'm 100% on, in on the fact that it will not exist. Uh, in a literal sense? In a literal sense. What do you think will happen to it? Probably it was created with Dragonfire. It'll probably mm -hmm. be incinerated in Dragonfire, whether that's... Red dragon fire, blue dragon fire, I don't know. But um, I think the whole the whole marketing angle of the show where like the easiest question everyone gets asked is who's gonna be on the Iron Throne at the end is such like an obvious 
or not obvious, but it, it seems to me clear that that's like a MacGuffin question, mm -hmm. that that's not really what the show is about, but mm -hmm. they keep asking it anyway. And so I think to symbolize that, it will literally get destroyed. I don't know if it gets destroyed or not. I don't know that you have a lot of holdings around uh, King's Landing. Um, if you return to a seven, a seven or eight kingdom uh, format, um, but I, I just I I don't th I don't think that um, I don't think that the playing out of Daenerys's arc would allow for the continuation of the monarchy as we and I also think that the this is just a brief interlude between when there were Targaryens and now all of a sudden there are Targaryens again. I, I think that that's like just like not a very interesting story overall. Um, that this is just like something that happened in between um, Eris and Daenerys. And so um, I don't know that I really think that it's going to be there. Um, I do think that it's possible that you maintain separate holdings of the original Seven Kingdoms or New Kingdoms. Uh, hopefully they just get rid of the Iron Islands. Why does anyone live there? Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that it's going to, I don't know that it's going to get destroyed, but I don't think it's going to have the same sort of realm unifying meaning. Well, they need the Iron Islands for the people who, um, it's, it's warm there. And, and so for the people who don't like to sew and don't, don't need blank, don't like blankets, they're, they've got to have somewhere to live. That is the second, uh, sewing pun that you've made about them. And I love making that joke. That's I'm very sorry. good. No, it's very good. Um, it's very good. When I think about, um, you know, Game of Thrones does not do the happy ending thing. I think George himself has said the ending is bittersweet. And, and I think, when I think about what is the most bleak, nihilistic ending this show could have, part of me thinks maybe the, the, the most bleak ending it could have is the wheel having not been broken at all. Perhaps they, they manage the White Walkers thing and they go back to... Um, this, you know, go back to this monarch situation they had before um, under a ruler, perhaps. Maybe an interesting choice would be Daenerys sitting on the throne, meaning more or less what it's been meaning, but essentially is the Mad Queen. And I, and I don't think that's what's going to happen, but it's something that I consider a lot when I think about, like, what's the most just fucked up way the show could end? What if Daenerys says, I'm going to break the wheel, I'm going to break your wheel, and then she is, ends up on this chair thinking, oh, I've broken the wheel, I've made it, but she's become exactly what her father was and, and his father before him. Um, I, th I think, I, again, don't think that's the most likely, but it is something that I would want to consider because I think that would be um, in just a thought-provoking uh, ending for sure. I, I, I generally agree with the idea that it, it kind of makes more sense that, um, like, the question... Don't accept the premise of the question, right? Like, who will be on the throne? Well, I, probably no one. Uh, maybe it's um, they do establish, like Tyrion laid the groundwork in season seven for figuring out, okay, Daenerys, who's going to rule if you do die in battle? Like, how, how are we going to do this in a way that's better, that's more fair? I don't know if that means setting up a democracy or a republic or or a federated system where the, there's not as much power in a central king and it's back to being eight kingdoms. But I, I, I do feel like that to me seems like the last shot is like Drogon melting the Iron Throne that was forged by, you know, Valerian. 
prior. It, I did not hear that theory until really recently, but it's really stuck. I think, I don't know if we, it was one of you that I discussed it with, but that's really stuck with me in my brain since I heard that. I think that would be a really just a poetic ending if it, if it came to its physical, literal end in the same way it was created. That's some George R. R. Martin shit. So, okay. Uh, our final question that we prepared, more of maybe a fun one. Uh, what's the one moment that will disappoint you if we don't get in season eight? So this could be something you think will happen and will maybe you'll be disappointed um, that we were, you know, so highly expected. Or maybe just one that you think would be really fun or interesting that may or may not actually happen. The one that jumps out to me is... Uh culmination of the Valonqar prophecy in the books anyway it is not this part has not been in the show yet but um which is Cersei's little brother wrap his hands around her neck and choke the life out of her she thinks it means Tyrion most other people have deduced that the irony is that it probably means Jamie. Um, and that certainly seems to be where Jamie's character arc is going, at least as far as I understand it. He's sort of cut ties with Cersei now, but I imagine there will be some kind of further betrayal and confrontation. And uh, if, they, if that just doesn't even happen at all, then I will be pretty bummed out. Uh, I feel like the obvious one is probably Game Bowl. Uh, I'm going to pick a different one uh, based we, we on we had my it. own dumb theory. Yeah. So uh, I really think that it would be cool if, um, like, if the Battle of Winterfell is going really poorly and they need to escape through the tunnels that nobody, like, oh, there's all these secret tunnels. And the only person who knows the way out of the secret tunnels is uh, Cold Hands Benjen, who can now pass through the wall because the wall's been brought down. And he uh, makes he, an appearance he, and helps save everyone at the Battle of Winterfell. He did kind of blow up. And the Beyond the Wall episode. I guess maybe not definitively dead, but I think I would. I think he's probably dead. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm probably. Sorry. Sorry, to, sorry to well actually. Okay. Well, then, you're right. I I just have not watched that episode in a while. I think they were. I think they were looking for characters to clear off the board and like, hey, let's bring Benjamin back and blow him up. Oh, that's right. Because he's yes. I need to watch seven. The end of season seven again before tonight. Um. I. I you're running out of time, buddy. <laughs> I am running out of time. Uh, so never mind. I'll say Clegane Bowl. Uh, everybody's excited for Clegane Bowl. They, they were I, both present in an arena last time, and it somehow did not happen. But maybe they'll believe, return there. I still believe. Uh, hope I'm not stealing your answer, Nick. Dang, I want to see Tyrion Lannister ride a dragon. Mm. Um, you know, there's he really times, wants to ride a dragon. I, it could I, be I a little know. one like him. I know it's pure, and I, you know, it's tough now that. One of the dragons is a white. I think we've been going with this. The dragon has three heads, expecting three dragon riders. I think assuming John's going to ride a dragon, I think that's a better bet than Tyrion riding one. At least one for Nerys, one for John, and one for uh, the Night's King. Um, but I just think the show and the books have spent so much time with Tyrion's um, fascination with these dragons. Literally a moment where he goes in their cave when they're chained up and is able to approach them, and it, it. I felt like the show was really trying to say that these dragons like him. Um, they've uh, roasted everyone else who came in there that wasn't Daenerys. Um, it's just something I'd love to see, and just just the arc for him, like just how joy, even if it's, you know, doing it in the midst of battle. There's some joy in that moment, I think. 
Um, <laughs> I, and I would love to see it. I don't know that I buy into the Tyrion as a secret Targaryen. If that's what they have to go with, then uh, to get him to ride a dragon, I'll take it. But I think, you know, maybe there's other reasons you could ride a dragon because you just had it in him all along yeah. or something along those lines. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. The, only, the, pro- the problem, like you said, is the math. Because there are now two dragons and not three, and we think the other two are probably accounted for. But hey, maybe John and Daenerys will die. Yeah. One thing about dragons is is they probably have more than one carrying capacity. Um, So it's true. I didn't mean. I'd want him to be driving a dragon. Yeah, you got to be driving. You got to be driving. Fair enough. I would love for the like last season, the last episode. To just be rainbows and sunshine, and Bran wargs into a dragon, and Tyrion's like, I want to ride a dragon, and then he rides on dragon warged Viserion that Bran is now controlling. It's just like a fun, like, like good place esque sort of like romp of of enjoyment, and I definitely think that's possible. Um, but that's not my moment. My moment is the Jamie and Brienne reunion, and I think that there is a possibility that that doesn't happen as part of Jamie's sort of tragic arc um, that leads to him fulfilling fulfilling the Valonqar. But I identify really heavily with Jamie Lannister, so like seeing the, um, I want to unpack that statement I mean, in, the, in the sense that I identify very heavily with someone who does ridiculous over the top things for people he cares about. And you're um, very close with your sister. <laughs> I will no! kill you. Um, so the um, the uh, I um, want him to. Uh, I can't focus now. Fear. It was Damn right it. there. It was, I you know. said it. I, I know. Mean. So the I I want him to. I think that his true happiness lies in breaking away from Cersei. Um, in the way that I think that a lot of people who define themselves by their sort of like selflessness and and, and their uh, loyalty to other people, their true happiness comes in realizing that they need to prioritize themselves. And I think that Brienne is the way that Jamie prioritizes himself. And and I know a lot of people are mixed about his redemption arc, but. But I want Jamie to be happy, and I think that at least kissing Bran or hugging Bran or something with Brienne. I keep saying Bran, and I mean Brienne, uh, before oh, he I dies. Thought, I thought you meant kiss Bran to apologize for throwing him out a window. That's Tom Brady, just just kiss him right on the lips. And like, well, no, the, I, I've been no. like on the head, especially because yeah. he's in a wheelchair. You have to mm, bend down. That's, okay, yeah. Remind us again, <laughs> where, where is Bran? Um, um, also... Another theory I thought of earlier, maybe the wheel Daenerys breaks is are the wheels of Bran's wheelchair, oh, no. therefore he needs to sit on the iron throne. Because <laughs> that way he's in the center of break the wheel. I love it. Um, so anyway, I, I hope that happens. But more than anything else, I hope that uh, the moment that I'm waiting for is for it to load when I queue up HBO Now tonight and try to watch the TV show via streaming. It's going to go so great. No problems. Definitely. They, they made it work last they, they, I'm going to predict it goes smoothly. Um, if it doesn't, we're all going over Tom to Alex's house and watching it on his cable. That brings us to the end of our uh, kind of structured discussion questions. We are T-minus, gosh, one hour and 37 minutes until the beginning of uh, season eight. So we are just could not be more excited to see this um, series that we've loved so much for the past several years come to an end. And... Uh, excited to see who comes out on top in the fantasy rankings. So thanks so much for joining us and enjoy the show.